Midland. This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All week. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Wizzlick inside with a two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Dear Ben Johnson, I deeply apologize for anything I said about you. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. We welcome you in on a Monday. Not Victory Monday. No, 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 no. If you can't tell by the tone of my voice, a little bit upset from some events that occurred over the weekend. Listen, we're going to get to the Lions. We're going to get to the nuke that Brad Holmes dropped on all of us earlier today. Got some audio from that. But I'm kind of sad, John. I come into work today all black. Black hat, black shirt, black shoes, black socks, black pants, black underwear. We're, celebra- we're celebrating the life of something that once was. Because over the weekend, we had a death. Very unfortunate death. And today is the day we, we have to finally bury the body of Michigan basketball. Just a disgusting performance against Rutgers on Saturday at home, in Ann Arbor, they get blown out in the second half. Shocker. Nine times this season, they've walked in a Big Ten game into the locker room at halftime with a lead. They've won two of those games. What this team does in the second half is disgraceful to the Block M for anyone who has fallen in love with this team over the years for all the moments that this team has given us in the past two decades. They've done nothing for society or a sports-watching fan. Anyone who enjoys basketball would throw up in their mouths watching that game from Saturday. Listen, the NFL's always king, but basketball's my sport. I could sit down and watch a bunch of seven-year-olds play basketball, and if you let me bet on it, I will. I'll you watch have fun the Pistons every night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yet, watching Michigan basketball... I watch the Pistons every night. I know what I'm putting myself through. Watching Michigan basketball, I want to rip my eyeballs out of my socket and light them on fire. It is the worst form of basketball I've ever watched in my life. And, and that doesn't even say these kids aren't talented. That's not what I'm saying. It's the intangibles. They don't talk to each other on the court. There's no communication between the players, between the coach. They just go through the motions, and then they don't. They act like they don't give a damn. They'll t- turn the ball over. Eh. Oh, well. Get them next possession. Newsflash. No, you won't. Not the way you're playing in the second half. And even in the first half, it, it's disgusting basketball. There was a three-minute stretch in the first half where they had six turnovers. Six of their 19 total turnovers from Saturday's game. I can't emphasize enough how bad this team is in the second half, John. So I went to, you know, the old Google machine to really get to the bottom of this. They are negative 113 in the second half in overtime, point differential. 
That's dead last in the Big Ten. The next worst is 74. By the way, if you're looking for a March Madness upset, Purdue's negative 23. Just throwing that one out there. But this team, on a nightly basis, every time they play, they step on the floor, they go to the halftime with a lead, they come back out, and they just decide to crap all over the court. John, I can't watch it anymore. That's why I wore all black today, John. Because I'm done talking about this team. If we're going to talk about college basketball the rest of the season, it's going to be about the Spartans and their fight to get into the tournament, which I think they've they've done a good job of that. I think their foot's in the door. They just got to close that door behind them. With Michigan, there's nothing to discuss. It's the same thing every time. It's like they just puke all over themselves and then do a little slip and slide on the court with it. It's awful. It's just a terrible product. It's bad coaches. It's bad playing. It's everything. I'm done talking about this team. I'm putting them in the ground. I'm pouring dirt on top of them, putting a rose on the middle of the tombstone. That's nice. And we're going to call it a day. I don't want to talk about this team for the rest of the season. Man, we're going to get some Chippewa talk, baby. Boys in Mount Pleasant. Five in a row. Yeah. Five in a row. Uh, yeah. I listen. I, I told you this, and, and you don't want to give them a pass for this, but you have Michigan State, which... Every year they give you the the roller coaster where they should have been a top five team and are now a projected 11 seed according to Mike DeCorsi of Fox Sports. What I would love to do to have a season like that. And they're going to have a fun February where they're going to not look like an NCAA tournament team and then other times they're going to look like a team that can maybe sneak its way into the Elite Eight potentially, Sweet 16. I don't think they're a Final Four team. And yeah, I think the Chippewas are going to give you some fun <laughs> stuff. There's no they reason. Have, I, I'm telling you right now, yeah. not even as a joke. Central Michigan has a better chance to make the March Madness tournament yes, than do. Michigan does. They do. 1,000%. Yes. And the Big Ten being a six-conference school, and it would be nice, and the MAC has been close the last couple of years of being a two-bid uh, conference, but I think it's just going to be the MAC champion. But, yeah, I, I I wish I could have a, a defense or be like, well, you know, they played good against Michigan State. Maybe they could turn things around. No, they're bottom dwellers in the conference. They were minus four and a half, by the way, going into that Rutgers game. God, religion, and Rutgers basketball. Always remember that. And what? That's a Valvano quote. You gotta you either know it or you don't. But I guess I don't. You don't. It's okay. But yeah, I, there's no reason. Like maybe when Doug, maybe when they play at home, so you could see Doug McDaniel, and I think he's a talent, and they have good pieces, but they're not coached well. Hey, let's go and back to the first thing you said there. What'd you say? At home. At when home. Doug McDaniel played? <laughs> oh, yeah, because he well, can't play on that. the road because he's studying for Chem 101. Exactly. He's got a paper to write tonight. Exactly. So, I mean, you're viewing as a Michigan fan, and you're probably hoping the season continues the way it does, so Jawan Howard has a better chance of not being there next year. That's where you're at with Michigan basketball. And I get he's a member of the Fab Five, and I get there's some people who are hoping he could turn it around, and, and no. there's other people who have already been sick of him and have been sick of him. For the last couple of months, John, they're at but, a they're at a point of no return. They've they've gone so far beyond that. Mm -hmm. There is no way Jawan Howard is coming back. I'm convinced the only reason he got hired in the first place is because they were having so much fun with, oh, we have an alumni coaching our football team and it's working out. Well, let's bring in an <laughs> alumni to coach our basketball team. The writing was on the wall with this one last uh, last year. Yep. Hunter Dickinson, second team All Big Ten, was uh, on this team. He had two different lottery picks in the NBA. Jet Howard and Kobe Bufkins. Say what you want about their careers at Michigan. They were disappointing. It is what it is. At the end of the day, a couple of NBA teams thought they were valuable. And what was their record last year? Crickets. 
crickets. It was bad. <laughs> enough to enough losses to not make the Big Ten. They were 18 and 16. This it was horrible. You have two NBA players, lottery picks, and an all-conference player, and you can't make the March Madness tournament. I mean, if you're an opposing player, or if you're in the transfer portal, if you're a high school senior, what on earth is enticing you to go play for Juwan Howard right now? Or even if they fire him, which they inevitably will down the road, what's the point of going to play for Michigan? How do they convince you to go to Ann Arbor? Because right now it's a clown car. It's a joke. It's a joke. It'd be one thing if they were giving it a good effort every week. Every time they stepped on the floor, they fought tooth and nail until the very end. John, I watch this team and it looks like they're all high playing. It looks like they wow. all took an edible before they started. It's just lackadaisical, jogging, going through the motions, no communication. I mean, I, I swear to God, in the second half, in the middle of a Rutgers 30-8 to run that they closed the game on, I watched a Michigan player fall down. Every single other player on the floor, all four of them, walked down to the other side of the court, didn't even turn back, and the ref had to help this dude out. Dude, this is like high school hoops 101. Someone falls down, you go help them up, you gather together, and you talk to each other. This team doesn't do that. They don't care about each other's success. Everyone on the team is just looking out for their own shots, and that starts with Doug McDaniels. He does not help anyone else succeed. It's, it's just so tough to watch because a player that talented could help this team win, but he just doesn't. Doesn't get anyone else involved, doesn't play point guard and try to get the ball in the hands of others in their spot. It's just, I'm going to shoot it whenever I feel like shooting it because I'm the dude. Really? You're the dude? You're the dude at home games maybe, not on the road because you're not allowed to travel. It doesn't sound like a talent problem, and you would know better than I would about Howard's ability to recruit. But when you bring in an esteemed alum to coach your basketball team, and it's worked at some places and has failed miserably at others, you want, at least at the forefront, to be a good culture. Because Juwan Howard is a guy who got recruited to play at Michigan, has been a supporter of the school for a long time, best known for his days at Michigan, and you hope would be able to foster onto his players how to at least carry yourself, even if the X's and O's aren't there, even if the wins and losses aren't there. But that has been, in my opinion, the biggest failure of his coaching tenure. The fact that not only at the base level do you not want to send your high school senior to play for him just because I think he's shaky moral grounds of recent behavior. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned all that. But that's where I was getting into just – not a guy that, like you were saying, oh, why would a senior play? Why would you want your kid to play for Jawan Howard? Not, take away the wins and losses. Mm-hmm. And and even shaky moral grounds. To return to the conversation from a week ago when we brought this up, if you win, it's okay. Look at your football team. Yep. But your basketball team keeps losing. Your coach is getting in fights with training staff and punching other people. It's a dumpster fire. John, the best guy. And you guy- need to bring in someone to solidify and rebuild the culture. And that could be a former player again if, if you're entrusting in them or, or, or a coach from another program. But Anyone the, main, else. The, main, the main thing is that they've lost their way, lost their edge. I mean, you have a guy, and, and I guess, again, we, we're beating this like a dead horse, but with the McDaniel stuff, you either suspend the guy or you don't. 
You don't say they can only play on the road or they can only play at home or they can only play on Saturdays and the you know the third Saturday of the month. He's either on the team or he's not on the team. Because once you're shaky, it's like anything. If you don't reprimand your kid, you either give him a timeout. You don't say, okay, well, you have video game privileges, but you can't watch TV. Oh, yeah. All you either, par- take John's parenting advice, well, everybody. You either take it away or you don't. Parenting because, expert, because John the kids, Because the kids are going to see weakness from that. So you either say he can't play or he does play. Yeah, and you, you just l- let the academics go to the side. You're, you discipline those kids, John Vicari. Well, th- I bet you're only, a real fun uncle. That's, that's the only way it works. That's the only way it works. Listen. You said why? It's setting I'm, rules. It's not even disciplining. It's setting rules know, that they have to be. I know. And I promise you, you probably don't have to deal with that Doug McDaniel problem next year because he's probably going to transfer away anyway. Because what is the point of staying in Ann Arbor? I mean, Hunter Dickinson, the only guy worth a dime Juwan Howard has recruited to play for Michigan, left. Reason he committed to Michigan in the first place, persuaded by the strength and conditioning program and their coach. Guess what? That coach, in the last couple months, has left because he got in an altercation with Juwan Howard. It's not right what's happening. So here's what we're going to do. We're pouring dirt on top of the Michigan program. They're done. We are not talking about them going forward. This is the funeral. Hey, we're supposed to celebrate the life of people, right? It's not supposed to be sad. We're just embracing what was the Michigan basketball program. They're dead. My question for anyone listening is what would have to happen for you to get back interested in this program? Because right now, me, any Michigan fan I know, just completely disengaged. It's not worth watching. It's the same thing every single night. There's nothing being provided to you. It's not entertaining basketball. It's not sexy basketball. It's just a whole bunch of L's and a whole bunch of frustration. So what on earth would have to happen for you to get reinvested into this program. Do they have to win five in a row? Do they have to win multiple Big Ten tournament games? Or are you just done? Do they have to fire Juwan Howard? Or are you just completely done with this program moving forward? We're not going to talk about him on this show going forward. There's no point. Unless what has to happen. 989-837-6125. I'm done for the season, John. They could fire Juwan Howard tomorrow and win five in a row. I don't know if I'm coming back. It's terrible. Good. More times for the Spartans, more time for the Chippewas, and more time for the Big East, Ben. Yeah. More, more times to talk about <laughs> the nuke that Brad Holmes ah, dropped on the media we go. earlier today. We'll get to that later, uh, but we want to keep the Michigan conversation going for a little bit because this is the last time we're going to talk about them in quite some time, assuming they don't turn things around because I'm not sure they even know how to do that. 989-837-6125. Let's have some fun and celebrate the life of what once was Michigan basketball on the payoff fueled by forward energy. The payoff continues more from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. You know what's even crazier than having the worst record in program history in the last 40 years, John? Just completely, utterly throwing your team under the bus and driving over them and then reverse driving over them again and then going forward and driving over them a third time after the game on Saturday in which you blew yet another halftime lead. What did he say? Oh, you want to know what he said? Uh, <laughs> How did he do of throwing under the bus? Well. How did he do that? Here's what he did. 
Uh, here's a quote. There's no audio clip of it, so you get the pleasure of me reading it. Uh-oh. Yeah, I've considered, in parentheses, changes. Maybe I'll go with my walk-ons. I know they care. They don't give up. They do what we ask. They're all dialed in. Dude, isn't, you, isn't it your job as the coach of a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds to dial them in? To teach them what it is to be young men committed, dedicated to a program? Instead, you're just letting them go out there, puke all over themselves, and then you throw them under the bus. What is it that you do, Juwan Howard, besides set this program up to, again, have the worst record they've had in 40 years? They're sitting at seven wins right now after a 3-0 start. John, they might not win another game the rest of the season, and that's not even a joke. They play Wisconsin number 11 on Wednesday. Then they're going to Nebraska. Good luck. You've got number 10, Illinois, at their place. Good luck against Michigan State. Northwestern, fourth in the Big Ten. Number two, Purdue. you got to go to Rutgers. Just saw that one play out. You've got a shot against Ohio State, but that one's on the road too, and then you close the season with Nebraska. Where are they winning another game? It's the same thing every single time. The fact that they've gone into, they've had 11 Big Ten games. Nine times they've had a lead at halftime. And then they just die. They just fall over and have no idea how to respond to second-half adversity. They're on pace to have their worst season in 40 years. And Jawan Howard has the audacity to just throw it, throw their team under the bus. All the players' fault. Nothing I do. He even doubled down on it. Said the second year I was here, we went to the Elite Eight. Then the third year I was here, we went to the Sweet 16. That explicit works. It does. Okay, let's go back to that Elite Eight year in your second season. You had freshman Hunter Dickinson, who, which I already explained, was persuaded by the strength and conditioning program and the coach in which you had an altercation with, you being Juwan Howard, and you made him quit. You also had Isaiah Livers and Eli Brooks on that team. Two NBA, uh, one NBA player and a senior. Two guys in which you didn't recruit. And then, by the way, guess who else you have? Future NBA All-Star Franz Wagner, who is only there because his brother went there a couple of years prior. What have you done? You can't keep living off these Elite Eights when you didn't do anything to get your team there. You had three NBA players on your team, man. And you didn't recruit any of them. I'm over it. Get out of Ann Arbor. No one, no one wants you there anymore, man. And I'm just going to say it. The only reason he still has a job right now is because of what happened this summer. Because he was out due to medical reasons. Partly because no, partly because he's in the Fab Five too. But oh yeah, and he's an alumni because it was an irresponsible hire in the first place. <laughs> you didn't like when they brought him in. I didn't like. The fact that Beeline just left for an NBA job in which he was out of... He's unemployed. He's not a coach anymore. He's on the huge show. <laughs> he is yeah, on the huge show. Yeah, it's segment. Three to six on 100.9 The Mitt. He does, in fact, go on the huge show. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I, well, go ba- going back to his quote of guys not dialed in, how are you recruiting guys that aren't dialed in by February? It's one thing to not have them dialed in. Even if you have a bad coach... Try and fixate and focus in the month of February if that's what he believes the issue is. Yeah, it's over. Run out of days. So it's already over if that's your problem. 
go ahead and play your walk-ons. It's not going to matter. Hell, maybe you play the walk-ons and they're better. If that's the case, if you're Juwan Howard, you, you should realize you failed miserably to get these guys into the right mindset. That's what college basketball coaches have to do. You think Izzo just lets it fly that people are under academic standards? I don't know what the academic standard is that you have to not that you're not allowed to play away games, but it's probably a pretty low GPA. You think that flies in East Lansing? You think low effort? You think lackadaisical turnovers? No effort, laziness, not coming together, showing support to your team? You think that stuff flies in East Lansing? No. Five-star recruit Xavier Booker doesn't even play because he doesn't live up to those standards. There are no standards in Ann Arbor. None. None. It's as simple as that. I'm over it. Who uh, are you bringing in? Anyone else. <laughs> Come on, give me someone. You want to go coach him? You lost to a team that went 2-for-13 from downtown and shot 40% from the field. How did you lose that game in which you had a 15-point lead in the first half? A team that's ranked 301st in scoring. How do you blow that game at home? It, it doesn't make sense to me. 989-837-6125. If nobody wants to talk about it, we won't. We're done talking about Michigan basketball the rest of the season, if that's the case. Although I'll ask the question, what has to happen for you to be reinterested in them? What has to happen for you to get reinvested into this program? Because right now, it's just not worth watching. They're not putting on a... You, watching paint dry would be more fun than watching this team. Hell, start a Netflix show. Watch anything else because it has to be more entertaining than this team. So what would have to happen for you to get this team back into your rotation? 989-837-6125. For me, I, I mean, win a conference, uh, win a, a, a conference tournament game, and I'll watch the second one. I'm not even going to watch the first one. As the 14 seed, I guess as they go... The, yeah, as the 14 seed. It's 11 versus 14, 12 versus 13 in that first uh, round in the Big Ten? Yup. Ooh, it'd be Michigan-Penn State. It'd be a lot of fun for football, you know that? Rutgers-Ohio State, Michigan-Penn State. It Would it? Would it? <laughs> yeah, that, that Michigan-Penn State game was real fun. Want to see us run the ball again? Wow. I thought that was a stroke of genius. It was. It was, no, it was a stroke of dominance. Because, you know, you had this who's going to be the first overall pick, apparently, or first overall quarterback taken, according to his head coach. But, you know, let's not let him throw for over 100 yards. And you know the funny thing about Juwan Howard? I always... <laughs> I always. <laughs> you really don't take my bait ever. It's annoying. No. I just I just lay it out there and... I'm a smart fish. You circle, you're like, no, I can tell. That's, yeah, that's, that's a fishing pole. That's a hook. I don't typically <laughs> talk about the X's and O's because I don't think Juwan Howard even understands that, like, Five guys played each other at a time on a basketball Dude, court. Dude, he was a great player. There was 0.2 seconds left on a shot clock. Mm -hmm. And guess what this guy draws up? A jump shot three for Doug McDaniel. John, by rule, <laughs> by rule, you cannot attempt a jump shot with 0.2 seconds left and get it off cleanly. Even if you do, miraculously, you have some superpower to get these shots off. It doesn't even count. No. So why are we it, it it's it's brain rattling. It really is. 989-837-6125. Uh that just about does it. There you go.
You're done, Michigan basketball. See ya in November. Brad Holmes, on the other hand, he had some stuff to say, not necessarily about me and you, John, but some other members of the Detroit media dropped a bombshell on him earlier today. We'll have the audio for that on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to The Payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Pit. All right, John, clearly people have been checked out of the Michigan thing much longer than I have. Maybe I'm being a dead horse here because nobody wants to talk about it. That's fine. I do have one more story to say, though. I have a quick story about Michigan basketball and Juwan Howard. Sure. It was about a year ago. Not almost to the day, but maybe maybe 11 months ago. It's down in Florida, and I ran into a Michigan basketball player, former one, Adrian Nunez. Some people might recognize him from the app TikTok. Hmm. I asked him, I said, hey, what do you think about Juwan Howard? Do you think he should uh, be the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines? And he looked at me dead in the eye and said, yes, I do. He's a good coach, even better person. What a liar Adrian Nunez is. What a liar. He's just He's a terrible coach. I, I yeah, look, I, I thought about that a lot today, to be honest. It's been on my mind, that that exact conversation. Conversation lasted about 14 seconds, but those 14 seconds keep replaying in my head. It, it gave me so much optimism, optimism about the future of this team. There you have it. Uh, there is no optimism anymore because they're dead. Uh, all right. Wait, wait, where'd you see him? You just at you, a bar in Florida, and you just went up to him, and he was like, "Oh boy, I have to go talk to this kid." Yeah, yeah. I was in line behind the like the twenty girls that wanted to talk to him that recognized him from TikTok. I just wanted to ask him about Juwan Howard, you know? Ah, uh, typical. <laughs> so, so, so it's a line of 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 twenty uh, young women, and then you. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to talk to any of those women. I just wanted to talk to Adrian. I just wanted to ask him, <laughs> not not what Juwan Howard, uh, his viewpoint on him. He, he looked me dead in the eye and said, nah, he's a good coach. Dead in the eye, you're as tall as him? Because you're a tall guy. Um, I don't remember. I, I had a few drinks in me, if you know oh, what I mean. Like, he, for all I know, he could have looked me dead in the eye and said, no, I, I hate Juwan Howard. I don't. And you're just like, no, it's it's Michigan kinda, basketball, uh, baby. That day in Florida's kind of fuzzy. In fact, the whole week in Florida's kind of fuzzy. Nice, you know? nice, yeah. Uh, we do have some breaking news, though, in the NFL. Oh, my goodness. I don't have the breaking news sounder. I thought I did. What? All right, that's fine. Uh, I'll spill the beans. So the NFL has just announced. I have it. Oh, go ahead. So you can't. The you problem can, was it, I was looking for a different color. I associate breaking news with red. We had it labeled green, so that was on me. See, you gotta always be prepared for breaking news. You know, you, you because do. You, you do. Don't that's why know we have it up. I just to break. I'm just looking for the red, and it was in green, so I'm gonna have to recolor that. There you go. Um, the NFL has announced. There's not only going to be one week one primetime matchup before the Sunday slate. There will now be two. Oh, my goodness. The Eagles are headed down to Brazil for a week one Friday game down in the South American Conference. Not conference. Continent. (laughs) (laughs) Continent. In Brazil, down in the South American, the sack, if you will. (laughs) Hey, Ben, who's going to be the SAC champion this year? Um, uh, no, but we can't They're play. They're taking su- on Mbappe. But, 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 Brad, no Super Bowl on Saturday. That's outlandish. But let's play on Friday and step on college football's toes again. Who asked for this? 
No, no one I, besides we, the players' union, maybe. Hey, you know, it'd be a great they idea. They don't want to go to Brazil. Let, let, let's spread to let's spread fo- American football to a country that, of course, is never going to adopt it because they're too good in European football or just world football, however you want to call it. Stop so we're going to go down for we're going to go down there because they have nice beaches and stuff, and we're going to play a week one game. And we're going to do it on a Friday. Friday, yeah. No, no, nice, week nice, one. nice. Week one Friday. And it's going to draw $20 million because we're so beholden to it. Amazing. <laughs> That'll. I mean, does that do better than the Thursday game, depending on who the Thursday game is? This is the first game they've announced for the entire what season. What network will it be on, do you know? Uh, Probably NFL Network. Yeah, no, it's not doing better than NBC Thursday night. Kickoff. Well, yeah. They, it de- it they also haven't that, figured by the way, out how too. everyone can watch NFL Network. It, de- it deflates that balloon, the, the opener being at Thursday. You have a game the next night. Uh, I will say this. There's been a lot of speculation that the Lions were going to get this Brazil game, which I guess that's still on the table. The Eagles are technically the home game. And based on, I mean, I don't have it prepped because, like you said, breaking news, can't always predict when it's coming. But you have to play an international game every X amount of day or years, and the, the Lions are qualified for it and haven't played one. And a bunch of teams don't have the rights to go play in Brazil. I don't know. It was something like that. So don't be completely shocked if the Lions end up playing week one, another primetime game, back-to-back years. That's all I'll say. And then we'll care about it. Yeah, and then and then it'll be the coolest thing of all time. Oh, my. They're playing in Brazil? They're playing in Brazil? What? Is it playing in the soccer stadium and they're putting turf on it? What? What? <laughs> football meets Foot- football. Will, will Neymar be there? <laughs> yes. Yes, he's actually going to play, play wide receiver for the Eagles. That's crazy. He will they take probably over will AJ need Brown's him. role. Yeah. All right, John, let's make some money. Let's do it. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right, John, I'm going over to the association tonight to make some money. This one's going to sound weird, but I promise. Actually, I don't promise anything. Uh, here's what I'm doing tonight. That's what I'll say. Pelicans over, team over, 120.5 points. Listen, they're taking on the Raptors. The Raptors had an overtime loss last night in Oklahoma City, then had to travel. This is their third game in four days. They haven't played a home game since January 28th, so they've been on the road a while. And they don't get to go home until Wednesday after their game against the Hornets. I think they pack it in tonight. They're not a great defensive team. I will gladly take the Pelicans to hit their team over against a team who's fatigued. Been on the road a long time. You know what that does to you, John. Yeah, offense in the NBA, not a bad bet now because, you know, all these players are just putting up season highs or career highs. Steph Curry, oh, it's a drop 60 and my team still loses. I'm going to stay in the NBA too because the only two games in the NHL tonight are the Rangers, who I always will pick with my heart, and the Islanders, <laughs> who I always pick against Wait, due to hatred. Wait, the NHL's already back? Heck yeah. They don't waste the run. They're not the NBA that need three buffer days in between their all-star I, game. I guess not. They go back to work. Anyway, I'm going to the NBA, and I'm not going to give you the line that's currently available just because I bet it when it was three and a half, and now it's up to five. Oh, because a pat on player, the back there for grabbing something so early. So I, I would say go get it at three and a half, and yes, it's worse odds just because, that again, that's when I put it right before the show started. But a really premier matchup in the NBA with two teams that you might not think uh, – I guess consist of a premier matchup, but it is the Cavaliers against the Kings. Cavs have won 13, their last 14, the uh, Kings eight of their last nine games in Cleveland tonight. And why this spread jumped up a bit was because Jared Allen was questionable. The big man will play. I'm liking this game entertainment value wise, and I'm going to pick the home team in Cleveland minus three and a half line. Probably right now is at four and a half, five, but if you can get it down to three and a half, I'm rocking with the Cavs tonight. 
That's my lock and your lock Pelicans over. Pelicans over 20 and a half. There you have it. That was lock of the day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. You better hope De'Aaron Fox isn't still on his I should have been an all-star tour or else he might have uh, some some change in plans down in Cleveland. You still got your Cleveland hat? I know you. I know you rocked a Cleveland hat for a while. Didn't I you never know. Down in Cleveland. No, I. I, I never had a uh, Cleveland hat. Not so, a I big mean, Cavs fan. No, they were. They were fun. Claim LeBron. They, they were fun when when I was down there. They they were an exciting team to watch. I I like watching uh, Donovan Mitchell play. I just think he's very exciting. Would you ever? Would you ever wear a hat of another team that? That wasn't New York. Would you ever wear a Tiger's hat if I if I bought you a Tiger's hat for if, Christmas or if your they, birthday? If they employed me, yes. All, a simple thing. You want me to wear your hat? Give me money. <laughs> it's very simple. Um, but, but not the loons. I would wear that regardless, of course. Well, yeah, the loons logo is kind of awesome. You're wearing a uh, Pepinillos Picante Del Norte shirt yeah, into mean, the I, studio I today. I had to find an all-black shirt. This was the, the, the funeral of the Michigan basketball team in which we are no longer going to talk about. Yeah. Um, one thing that you you mentioned to me before the show started. Yes. You said the Detroit Tigers spring training hat was yeah, the back coolest the hat you've hat. ever seen. No, I I mean if you and I looked it up and you could not be more wrong. Listen, if you want to go take a look, maybe after the show or if you're you know not driving, look up the spring training hats that came out for today, and it's try not to throw up from each team. Some teams went throwbacks. Some teams went alternate logos. Some teams just went with a little bit of a spin on their current primary logo. And the Tigers took an orange and just squirted it And then it put a tiger on it. It looks sick. It looks great. It's up there top three. I'd put the Rays up there because they have that. It's like a, I would say, aqua blue with the yellow sort of star, whatever. It looks good. I don't know what it symbolizes. I'd have to actually look into that, but I like the Rays. Devil Ray? And then I like, you're not going to like this just because of fandom-wise, but I do like the White Sox look. It's just a nice hat. The the black White Sox logo and then a gray background for these spring training hats, I liked it a lot. Listen, the Tigers don't ever need to pull out an orange hat They need to go. They need to go back to the Tiger jumping through the D. No. Yes. The standard, regular English D that they wear now. With a tiger through it. It's one of the best logos in sports. It's classic. It's clean. It's historic. Stop hating. Don't don't tell Detroit teams how their logo should look, John. I don't I don't sit here and tell you that there should be how the Yankees should be wearing their uniforms. No. No, because they've been they've never changed while the Tigers have had 18 different logos. I don't know. There's there's one from 1920 where it looks like the tiger just sniffed a line. Uh, that's that's genuinely what the logo looks like. Amazing. It's, it's it's bizarre. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. The tiger with the tiger's you know the insignia, the circle is great. The tiger coming through the D is good. And and I'm not disrespecting the the what do you call it, the English D that you have right now. Don't it's you, iconic. Don't you do that, But voice. a tiger, well, you said it, English, you have to do it like that. You have to do it all proper. <laughs> I'm King Charles and I have cancer. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, got a little off, uh, got a little off to, uh, topic there. That's not even funny, but, you know, listen, there's worse people that it could happen to. But, uh, yeah, the tiger going through the D is the number one. I got that notification today from like six different news entities, and I'm like, "You are I'm just looking, now breaking this news. I'm Wait, this is around. real. Yeah, I'm looking Play around. The breaking news sound. I'm not. Well, I don't want to do that. I've already, I've already uh, gotten enough bad karma today. I don't think I'm going to do breaking news. 
But yeah, I got that notifications from every like news outlet on my phone that I follow. And I'm like, don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Uh, but <laughs> Brad Holmes. I anyway. care. I care about Brad Holmes. I care about you. <laughs> Brad Holmes had some things to say about some uh, Detroit media members that criticized some of those draft picks. We'll have the audio for it on the other side of this break on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. John, I got a question for you. Are you the type of guy to keep receipts? Are you the type of guy to, are you an email receipt type of guy or a, a print it type of guy? Email. Email. You keep those or do you, do you delete them? I delete them. It's so funny, too, because it's like, oh, get a receipt. What am I supposed to do? Keep a file of it and then have every everything and every purchase I make detailed oh, yeah. and taxed to save. My grandfather does that. He, he has a paper receipt. Where you can probably <laughs> go find a paper receipt from 1982, and he went to Meyer on a February night. I, I bonkers. I wish I had that. I wish I had that discipline, really, in life. Hey, listen. Someone who might have that type of discipline. Yeah is Brad Holmes. Take a listen to this. When you look back at those picks, and those picks were not welcomed by many in this room. You know, Dave, you want us to pick quarterback. You didn't want us to pick Panay Sewell. You know, people didn't want us to wait till the fourth round to draft a wide receiver. People didn't want to wait on a Derek Barnes to develop. But every single move was intentional and was made with intention. Ouch! Burn! Dave Burkett getting burned from the Detroit Free Press by general manager Brad Holmes of the Detroit Lions. I'm okay with it if then Brad Holmes and his next presser, after he makes a decision that doesn't pan out, and whoever you just said writes a column that predicted that, he gives him his due. Because that's that's my whole point. Gotta love attacking your own media. He and you can call attacking. an attack whatever. No, 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 no. He was not attacking anyone. They have a great relationship. Oh, Everyone great relationship. laughed when that happened. Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, these guys are worshipped in Detroit. You think Dave Burkett went home and was all super salty and is going to go to bed crying tonight because Brad Holmes was mean to him? No. He's just keeping it real. He's keeping it fresh. I respect that. Hey, I, I respect keeping track of that stuff, though I want my GM maybe more time in player evaluation than reading newspapers. But if it's what motivates wow. him, if it's what fuels him, then sure. I look at, at Brad Holmes, a guy I have respect for, a guy I think carries himself very well. I think he's above that. Is is that too bad to say? You, you know, so you know, be a great receipt. You know, be a great anybody. receipt. The people who said Detroit Lions would never win a Super Bowl that that would be a great receipt to show once that happens, right? I, I, I don't need to hear after a year like all oh, these picks worked. I, I I just don't I I, I will never well, he's understand. Coming that. into the age and, and again, of defensive if it's joking, Dan Campbell, if, if it's joking, and I don't know this media member, and he takes a pot shot at him every, every press conference and and whatever. Okay, that's fine. I I just hey, how about the fact that he even knows him by name? You, if you're a GM, you don't have to know anybody's name. If no. you're the media, you can walk around and pretend like you're above everyone, like you want him to do. Apparently, well, not above no. everyone, but but okay, great. Like, like my retort would have been, okay, cool, I'm wrong about the picks, whatever. You're, you're having this press conference two weeks earlier than you wanted to, right? Yes, John, yes. But we're having, well, that, it, a month, just... we're having it a month later than most other teams. <laughs> no, it's a fact. It's a fact. I, again, if you want to look at it playful, that's fine. I just, I just don't see the point. 
Well, he's he's coming into the defense of Dan Campbell here. How there's people Who, and that still criticizing. No, there's people still. Most media members have gotten off this train, but there's still people out there upset with the calls Dan Campbell made. Upset with some of the decisions Brad Holmes. Oh well, we can't re-sign Jared. Goff. I'm in the vote that I'm just gonna blindly accept everything Brad Holmes does going forward. Does that make me a bad journalist, bad radio host? Maybe. But I can count on these little two fingers I'm holding up how many bad moves Brad Holmes has made. I mean, he makes a point. What would have happened if the Lions would, you know what? Everyone wanted a quarterback that draft. Jared Goff wasn't supposed to be the long-term answer. Who are you supposed to take? You want to trade up and take Zach Wilson? You want to take? <laughs> you want to trade up and take Trey Lance? Trey win. You want to take Justin Fields? Or would you rather have Panay Sewell? who might be the best offensive lineman in football. Scratch that. He might be the best player in football. That's not outrageous to say. That he's the best player in football, it's, Ben? Okay, Patrick Mahomes. I think Penny Sewell is one of the five best players in football. Yeah. Give, me, give me a quick top five. doesn't have to be in order. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen. The pass rusher or the quarterback? <laughs> the quarterback. Wow. I would say... You said not in order. I would throw Panay Sewell in there because he's the best lineman in football. I think Micah Parsons is a one-man wrecking crew for Dallas. Mm-hmm. And it probably has to be another quarterback, Jared Goff. Nice, <laughs> nice. There you go, folks. No, probably, no Christian no, probably, McCaffrey. Probably, probably Justin Jefferson. Probably Justin okay. Jefferson or Tyree Kill. Okay. Anyway. No Bosa? No. No, he no, got two sacks in that game. Uh, none of which were against Panay Sewell. Oh! oh! Nikki B, baby. Um, Where was I? Yeah, he was coming into the defense of, of Dan Campbell there, who, again, there's there's still people coming after him. But no, him. he wasn't. He was coming after the defense of his draft picks. That's, that wasn't yeah, the defense of Dan you, Campbell do you remember, at all. Do you remember? Hey, a defense what? of Dan Campbell would be, hey, I would have done what he did if given in that spot. And I that's think what every he said other NFL earlier coach. in that All right, but that's not the audio we're evaluating. Okay, He'd okay, run, the audio okay. we're evaluating is him... Just saying, oh, yeah, you said the picks weren't going to work out, but they did. Ha-ha. That's, well, that's he, what we just listened to. 25 is, seconds of that. The, <laughs> and that's what we listened to. The point is, he's not drafting people purely based off talent. You have to fit a certain type of profile to be drafted by the Detroit Lions. They have a process for that. And he spoke on that, too. The reality is this. Look, everyone, everyone can't play here. All right? Everyone can't play for Detroit Lions. And that's just a reality. That's just a standard that has been set. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Trey Lance would have been a great fit here. But you know who is? Panay Sewell. <laughs> uh, I don't think Justin Fields would have. And you can look at that draft. Oh, well, they could have drafted Pat Sertain and we'd have a cornerback. Guess what? You wouldn't have Panay Sewell. That was the best pick. That was, might have been the best pick of the draft. Better than the Trevor Lawrence pick. Tell me I'm wrong. No. I'd say it's better than the Jamar Chase pick. Jamar Chase barely plays. Plays half the games every year. So he's going to defend these players because they don't care what's said about the outside. They don't care what the media is saying. They go down. They work. They have grit in and out of the season. They don't care about winning the headlines in April or May. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. Remember last draft when everyone was so outraged? that they drafted a running back, boy, did he shut us up. Which is why I'm sitting here saying, 
you know what? I'm done criticizing this guy. He has figured out a system. He has figured out a process that is different than anyone else's in the NFL. While everyone else is trying to evaluate talent and how it fits X's and O's wise in their scheme, in their system, he is trying, he is trying to create a culture and a group of character. He is trying to create and emulate something beyond just talent. Grit. Grime. Putting together a bunch of dudes who are going to outwork everybody. It's a different type of thinking. But he's still willing to sacrifice talent ahead of culture in certain scenarios. Give me an example. Gardner Johnson. I disagree. Why? He's a talented cornerback. He had playoff experience, and even though he's a loud mouth on social media, you brought him in. Yeah. He, to wave up in the second quarter. I think they may regret that decision a little bit. But I don't think it was the wrong decision at the time. You can't just not. Hey, but we, it's, I, we didn't know if Melifonwu was going to come along like this, but guess what? He did. He was part of that first draft class. He's evaluating players differently. I, I, I think you mean a mix of, because you have to still have talent. Obviously, you have to still have talent, but if you find someone who's slightly less talented but is going to outwork everybody else, Amon Ross St. Brown, the Lions are clearly rolling with that type of player over anybody else. And they're not going to care about what anybody says in the draft. You know, and also I want them to know that over the next few months, every move that we make, it's to win in December. It's not to win March, April, and May, which it's, it's easy to do. You can, if that's your aim, you can win headlines. You can win March, April, and May, but no, everything is intentional and it may not look, it may look strange. It may look like, well, why'd they do this? Why? Trust me, it is to win in December. I trust him. No, I'm at that point where I just trust this guy with my life to make the right decisions for this franchise going forward. 989-837-6125. Are you on the same page? Or are you ready to criticize a bad move he makes in free agency? Or if they take a running back again, maybe that's a bad example because well, well, they na- just took one, but if they take a a, a non-sexy pick, if they take a, a, a guard, an offensive guard in the first round, you going to be pissed, or are you going to trust the process? Well, I don't know if I can, Ben. I don't want him attacking me in one of his pressers. Oh, relax. I don't want him to be like, Grow you know, hair. John on Sports Radio 100.9, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you said you shouldn't have drafted him. You anyway. would be honored anyway. if Brad Holmes called you out. You know, I was listening the other day to the podcast, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you said I, really you like said I should have thing. taken Gibbs at 12. I really like that one thing you said about King Charles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yes. <laughs> King Charles III. Uh, but, yeah, no. I, listen, I, I, I get it. I get it. After after a while of incompetency at the general manager position, a guy who is just drafting not only, okay, talented players who contribute, but contribute as a majority of your offense. I mean, the Lions don't go as far as they do without Jameer Gibbs and, of course, without Sam Laporta. And, and then on the defensive Branch, side of the ball. And I know Jack Campbell. I, know I was talking specifically on the offense. I know the defensive players too. But Oh, do you? I, I do. I, I try. <laughs> but I, I get I get all that. It's just it, it's nice. It's a nice position he's in where it's like, guys, listen, whatever decision I make, just just don't come at me because like what you saw it happen last year. So like when when I draft him in April, just don't have an opinion on it. You don't want to be wrong. I it's it's confidence. It's confidence I'd like to have. I just 
let's 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 win a little more before you're before you're king of the king of the castle. And I get wow. it. I get it. He, wow. he is around here. It's it's the best this team has ever been. They just went to regardless of how it finished and whatever. This was a team that we wanted at the best, maybe not the best, but we were hoping for coming into this year to win a playoff game. You know, and I, they did more than that, right? They went to the NFC Championship. I'm just not ready to crown them. I, I can't wait for a few years down the line when this show grows enough to have a guest like Brad Holmes on once in a while. And, and he just takes and, shots at me for 10 no, minutes. That'd be I, great. We bring him on, and I just instantly introduce Brad Holmes and say, you know what? This guy right here, John Vicari, he he hates you. He thinks you make I all don't, the bad too. moves. I don't, I don't. I just... I'm not just going to sit here and genuflect for up until September. Yeah. I like him. I, I agree with most of his decisions. You know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'll boast about my opinion. Well, he's doing it. Why don't I do it? Before this station flipped over, I had a hot take every week. And my hot take was Gibbs is a reach, but he's still so talented. Draft him. Draft him. And that's Great what pick. happened. And look at that. And I liked the pick of Campbell. And even when he struggled early on, I tried to defend him. So uh, Jack Campbell, obviously. So, Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm not sitting up here telling you I have to come up to work every day and, and, and try and put together a good show and, and sometimes, you know, carry you through shows. Wow. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not like, hey, guys, wow. re- remember back in May before the, you know, the station flipped, I, I gave you a great hot take on the Lions. No, I have to perform every day because no one's going to no one's going to crown me yet. It's just the way life is. Uh, I'm looking and at I it. like Holmes. I, I like Brad Holmes. I, I like the elevator clip and the intensity he brings. I'm looking at a, a I, and I like building culture over talent solely. It's it's a mix. You have to have it. You can't just have talent talent players that don't fit your culture. It's but it's got to be a mix. And I'm not ready to just sit here and not evaluate the pick. If he makes what I believe is a good pick, I'm going to tell you. And if he makes a pick that I disagree with, I'm going to tell you. And hopefully, I as well. I'm wrong. I as well. And hopefully, I'm wrong if I disagree with it. Um, hopefully, it pans out great. I'm looking at a 2021 Lions draft grade right now. I won't say who it's from, but it says. Oregon offensive tackle, Panay Sewell, grade D, simply for not getting a playmaker. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place, right here in the Blazy Electric studio. For now, let's send it over to Northwood for the coaches show. Thanks for listening. That was the payoff. I hope it was worth it.